Welcome to the C3 Eastern Suburbs podcast. We're glad to have you tune in today and hope this message blesses you. If you'd like to visit, we meet in Glen Innes, Auckland on Sundays at 10am. You can also find us on www.c3easternsuburbs.org.nz. Enjoy the message. But, uh, I love it here. God's doing something really special here. It's good to have half of my old company here today too. All here and um, yeah. Bless you guys. Um, God's doing something really special, and um, I I can't wait to see it more clearly. You know, I, I, it's just beginning. It's just like this little kernel of something that's growing, and and I just love the way you come here. And I don't know about you, but I just sense the presence of God here. God is in this place, you know, and 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 it's that's a great thing. You know, it's a beautiful thing, and I get just more more excited as time goes on. But anyway, time. I'm very conscious of time. Um, gosh, um, it's the time. I want to talk this morning about our identity and how we have a God-given identity as sons and daughters of God. But there is an enemy who hates you and will constantly attempt to push you into a box. And we need to get out of the box. Yeah, what's up there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Box. Yeah, yeah. Fitting it in. Yeah. Um, so that we can live the life that God intended for us when he created us, we've got to get out of our box. We've got to get out of the box. The box will cripple us. He wants to put us in a box, and it's a tiny box, and he wants to restrict our lives and make us even less than human um, when God destined that we would be people who would walk and talk with God and know God and see amazing things happen. Now, it's 20 years since I last preached, so forgive me if I'm a little rusty. That's a long time. Some of the people here aren't even that old. <laughs> um, and so it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a significant event. Um, and Marion's going to sing to us later, and she hasn't sung for 20 years. And, um, yeah, God's doing some special stuff here in this place. Thank you, Glenn. I just, Silla, just thank you. A lot more to that. But 20 years ago, um, I was like a nuclear bomb went off in my life. I, I realize most of you don't know anything about me, so I'll give you a little insight, but... Um, we won't go into the story, but it was just like a nuclear bomb went off, and um, I lost everything, my family, as it were, my my wife, um, my whole church, my ministry, my career. Since I, I, I just wandered out with my clothes in tatters, bruised and bleeding, wandered out into... England, actually. God just sent me there for a while, and um, I just wandered around dazed with nothing left. Nothing, nothing. And um, But as I staggered off, I kind of looked back at the smoking ruins and all my friends scattered to the four winds, and I said, I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. The devil hates us. He does hate us. He may have won that battle, but he hadn't won the war. 
And it was a long way down before I surfaced, though. Um, but the last 20 years have been amazing, absolutely miraculous. And <laughs> no grunt. <laughs> it, no, I'm not going to. I may never come back. <laughs> and um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't give up what happened for anything in the world because, you know, I was married, I had seemingly everything going great, we couldn't have kids, but okay, um, and so on. Now I have got beautiful wife, awesome wife, thank you granny, <laughs> this is granny here, um, I've got a boy Jack, that's him there, <laughs> he's 14 now, and We've had 12 years building uh, a business which we love building and we love the people that came and were part of that. And it was just awesome. Thanks, guys. Um, you know, like Sandeep and Renita, God brought them from Fiji and they were our two awesomest people. Been with, were there with for ages and we just love them. And uh, they, do the, they both do the work of three people. And I'm not just saying that. Each of them does the work of three people, and they work too hard, actually. Something's got to change. But it's another story. Um, but God is just so, so faithful. And I love God. I just love God. He is so good to us. He, he, he delights in taking something that's broken and making something beautiful. He, he says that it takes you ashes and turn them into something beautiful and he does that again and again and again and you can trust him uh, if you walk with him he'll be right there you know I became a Christian when I was 20 before that I was the shyest guy you ever met I was talking to Andrew about that this morning because he kind of identifies that you know um I was in a box that said, you are a very, very shy person, an introverted person who wouldn't say boo to a goose. Now, people don't say boo to gooses anymore, I've realised um, when, when I wrote that down. Um, but back in the day, if you couldn't say boo to a goose, you were a really, really shy person. Okay. Um, I never saw people sing, never mind. I vividly remember at school, you know, in English class when they used to go around um, reading, reading a book or something, a play or something, and it'd be your turn, you'd read a little bit, and the next person would read a little bit. I hated that. And I would judge when it was going to be my turn, and I would not be there that period. I would not be there. I, I've got up in front, I was telling Andrew, a crowd of people in a youth thing, and I was supposed to say what our group talked about, and... I got up and I, I couldn't open my mouth and I had to just walk back. I was so shy. Um, and, um, you know, I want to ask you a question today. Maybe you're in a box like me. Maybe you were shy and insignificant like me. I don't know. Maybe you were labelled fat or stupid as a kid and it stuck with you and that's who you are. You're stuck in that box. Maybe... Maybe it's sickness or fear or addiction or rejection or betrayal or, or divorcee, you know, and, and that's your box. That's, that's the label over your box, you know. Um, 
Maybe you've let relationships define you. Maybe you're the husband. You know, and that, that's, your, that's who you are. That's, you know, um, you're the wife. You're the ex-sister. The ex, sorry, or the sister. Um, the brother, the boss, the employee box. You know, um, it's so limiting to be in a box. And sometimes we... Um, Desperately try to build our own box. We define ourselves based on our performance. And only really experience a sense of real self-worth when people validate us for what we do and how we do it. We try to impress people with our latest uh, achievement, award or you know, accomplishment. But it's never, never uh, enough, no matter how much we achieve or how famous we become or the emptiness inside remains like we're living in an empty box. Um, Ecclesiastes 2 verse 11 says, uh, Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had, had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind, nothing was gained under the sun. And it's only after we embrace our true identity that work and everything we do becomes purposeful and, and meaningful. Um, perhaps because we know we're not defined by our performance. We're God's beloved sons and daughters. End of story. End of story. That's who we are. I'm a son of God. You, you might be a daughter of God. I'll never be that. But, you know, <laughs> um, you know when I became a Christian, one Christian, one of the first things God showed me, this shy, introverted person. It's probably one of the most vivid things God spoke to me. There's an SAS song, Special Air Services song, American, you know, and it goes, walk tall, walk straight, look the world right in the eye. He said, son, be a brave man and hold your head up high. God spoke that to me. And I could almost feel myself stand up. And I looked at the world. And I, went, I am a son of God. I thought, whoa, what? This is awesome. This is who I am. I'm not that shy, introverted person. I'm not that insecure person. I'm, I'm a son of God. And I just walked different. I, my head almost just came up. I said, this is who I am. God's my father. I walk with him. I know him. I love him. I talk with him. He does stuff for me. He, he's with me. He, and he walks through. And I've seen him walk with me every day of my life. You know, when we were building our business, we, we worked hard. Yeah, that's why we had to sell it eventually. Um, <laughs> But God, but God, we would pray and we would see. God could bring people. God brought all those accounts like Oceania and Bupa and all those ones. We owned every one of those. God brought those people. I would see that as an answer to prayer. I pray and stuff would happen. And I love walking with God. I love being able to go. I am a son of God and I can call on him. He says, "My, I walk in heaven with God. And I see God doing things. I hear God saying stuff and I bring it down to earth. 
And I have answers because I know who I am. So I can look at someone and I can walk amongst people and I can say, this is what life's about. This is what's going on. You can be set free from those chains that bind you, that box that the enemies tried to put you in and make you small and make you of no effect, make you impotent. God, but God. God wants to come and God wants to make you the person he destined you to be in the beginning. You know, life can have a lot of exciting stuff and you can do all kinds of things, but there's nothing like living for Jesus. I mean, yeah, the world tries to invent stuff. You know, like Harry Potter's great. Yeah, it's all supernatural. It's not real. But, but people are looking for supernatural stuff. They're looking for magic. You want magic? Come and walk with God and, and you'll find all sorts of magic. You'll see people's lives change. You can pray uh, uh, and, and see someone's life changed by the power of God because God is there. God has hosts of angels and that's all he wants to do. He's interested in people. He loves people so much and he just wants them to be set free from the lies and the, and the and the addictions and the pain that they're in and and to walk with him. And you know, I can't I just sense in this church this is what it's gonna be about. You know, not trying to gather I've talked a lot with Glenn, I said, Glenn, what are we doing here? You know, <laughs> I know I think he hates it when I say that. <laughs> and, and and you know I hope we're not just gathering a whole lot of people who, you know, from other churches, but, um, you know, that we see people come to know God. Um, this is where I lose my place because I'm all carried away. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I realized I've been lied to my whole life. Before I came to know Jesus, I've been lied to my whole life. I was not that person at all. When I became a Christian, I turned around and ran flat out in the other direction. I was a totally different person. You know, everything, all the old things just fell away. You know, um, I, I, won't go, I won't go there. Um, yeah, um, God always had an identity for me. I felt like I was the prodigal son. You know, who'd been living in the pig pen, living off the scraps of life um, that life threw at me when I could have been living at the king's table all the time. You know, um, we were born to work with God, born to talk with God, born to know God. Christianity isn't just a religious experience. It's not just a moral foundation for our lives. It's not a, just a great belief system that's really good and nice and everything, something to wrap our mind around. It's, it's no more that than if you went to McDonald's every day and sat there and read their menu and ate their burgers that you'd be turned into a hamburger. Like that's, you know, that's sort of someone who might come to school to church and expect that something's just going to be good just because they're there. No, we have to know God. We have to ask him into our lives. If you're here today and, and you've never really done that, um, it's great to have you here. But I encourage you, keep moving towards God. He says, call on me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. I remember before I became a Christian, calling on God. I would be dancing at a disco in um, Plaza Lounge. Yeah, oh, God, forgive <laughs> Plaza Lounge in Christchurch, it's gone now. Most things are gone there. Um, 
and and I would see seeing Jesus, yeah, this, what's the song? Jesus Christ, superstar, who are you? What have you sacrificed? I'd be singing that, and I would be meaning it. There's a lot of stuff was going on there. It's involved in the alcohol, all sorts of stuff. We won't. That's another story, but. I was calling out. And if you call out to God, he will answer you and people will be praying for you. Trust me. People will be praying. There is an enemy. There's an enemy of our soul that hates us and everything about us because God made you. And he hates God. He was thrown out of heaven. And um, he wants to immobilize you, render you invisible and impotent. He'd just like you to be a nice, quiet Christian sitting in the corner somewhere. That would be just great. He wants to mar everything beautiful about you. And I think sometimes we, these days, it's almost not PC to mention that there is an enemy who hates God. And I'm a bit over that because there is. I don't need to look far, do we, Trish, to see all our friends who once, you know, knew God um, and walked with God and they're not there anymore, you know. I'm not someone who sees a demon under every rock, just every second rock. <laughs> the Bible says in 1 Peter 5 verse 8, just check, Jack's got this under control. Stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You ignore that truth at your peril because he is. He tried to destroy my life. He, tried, he, he couldn't have done more to try to destroy my whole ministry, my whole everything than he did. There's nothing left but God, but God, always but God. But he will try to destroy us. There's, there's so much evidence. There's scores of people that I once knew who, from that incident alone, are wandering around. And they're just wandering around. They're, they were these great people who are just wandering around like zombies. Just like zombies wandering around. I hope that's right. I'm not really into zombies. They used to be put part of the answer, but they've been put in a box and the key's been thrown away seemingly. But it's up to us to call them out. You know, we pray. We pray, God, bring those people back. Bring them back. Bring them back. They'll come back. They will. They will come back. Um, but they're the people in Psalm 42, verse 2 to 5. It says, I thirst for God, the living God. Where can, when can I go and stand before him? Day and night I have only tears for food, while my enemies continually taunt me, saying, where is this God of yours? My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshippers. I know these people. Leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. Why am I discouraged? They say, why is my heart so sad? Let's pray. They say, I will put my hope in God. They used to come into the house of God with shouts of joy and praise, but now they're nowhere to be seen. Maybe that's you today. 1 Peter 5 verse 8. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour.
Why? Because he hates God's creation. Because there's no way he wants you to be part of the answer. He wants you to be part of the problem. You know, we need to move from being part of the problem. Sometimes we can get into this, we're part of the problem. We're always being fixed up, fixed up, sort of, you know, we're part of the problem. God wants you to get right out of the box and be part of the answer. You know, um, part of the answer. He wants you to be constantly searching for the truth, constantly confused about what life's all about and who you are and where you fit. He knows that if you ever find out, if you ever discover the truth about who you are, you will become part of the answer and you will be a force to be reckoned with. He wants to give you a false identity. I was going to say, everyone knows the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and Daniel, right? But I realized today this isn't true because I see people even on the chase and they say, is the book of Numbers in the Old Testament or the New Testament? And they don't know. So, then, so most people don't know the story of Daniel and, and, and the fiery furnace, you know? But, okay, there's these three guys um, back in King Nebuchadnezzar's time. This was a king, the king of Babylon. He besieged Jerusalem, okay? And Jerusalem was where the Israelites were, the people of God. And um, he got these Israelites brought from the royal family into the king's service in Babylon. And among them were three young men from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. You don't usually hear their real names. That's their Israelite, their, their you know, names. And Babylon was a culture that lived for sensual pleasure, idol worship, and moral depravity. That was probably pretty much what it's like out there now. Yeah. Um, one of the first things the king does is to rename Daniel and his friends. Now listen, he renames them. Daniel, he calls Belteshazzar. Hananiah, he calls Shadrach. Mishael, he calls Meshach. And Azariah, he calls Abednego. Daniel means God is my judge. The new name he gave them, Belteshazzar, means lady, protect the king. This is what the enemy wants to do to your identity. He wants to rename you. He wants to put you in a different box. Notice the change from male to female, lady. The focus on God to the focus on man. Protect the king. Not God is my judge. Lady, protect the king. All-powerful God to God or king who needs protecting. It's interesting today. The enemy is trying to confuse identities between male and female. That's just one of his things he's doing. Just trying to wreck wreck everything God did. That's, that's all he's out to do. He's constantly at it. Um, Hananiah means Yahweh has been gracious. God's been gracious. Because given the name Shadrach, I am fearful of God. So it goes from a gracious, loving God to a tyrannical God to be feared. Focus on God to focus on self. Michelle means, who can compare to my God? No one. 
Meshach means I am despised, contemptible, and humiliated. Focus on God, to focus on self, confidence to cowardice. Azariah means Yahweh has helped, God has helped. Abednego means the servant of Nebo. So from son of God to slave of man. The enemy wants to rename you. He wants to rename you. I, I, I just want to encourage some of you. Some of, this, some of you this morning, this is really real. He's trying to rename you. And you need to own who you really are. It's so important to own who you really are. And here's something here too. God doesn't want to fix you. It's a really important thing. God's not interested in fixing your box life. God's not interested in fixing all your you know, problems and things. He's not going to say, okay, come on, let's fix this up. Let's deal with the addiction first. Now let's talk about that feeling you have that you're not good enough. And you could get that solved if you had just had, you know, 263 hours counseling at $150 an hour. Um, He's not interested in that. He's not interested in all the bad stuff that you might have done. He's not interested in sorting you out. He's not interested in the fact that you're a nice religious person. He just wants you to understand who you were created to be. He wants you to, to, to just come to him and say, God, I'm so sorry. I've stuffed this up big time. I'm in this box. I hate this box. It's so confining. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm bowed down. I'm chained in this box. I accept that Jesus died for me and that he will come and live in me. And from now on, God, I'm going to live with you. And he says, okay, let's do it. And all he wants us to do is to take our eyes off all that, all the their lies, their lies, multiple lies, layers and layers of lies, and he wants us to focus on who we are. And you focus because the Christian life's about faith. So you've got to walk it by faith. You've got to believe what God says about you. You've got to believe I'm a son of God, I'm a daughter of God, I walk tall, I walk straight, I'm 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 beautiful in every way. I'm free. Nothing holds me down. I am everything God ever intended me to be. I'm amazing. Hey, Christine. I'm amazing. I'm, I'm filled with the presence and power of God. God is doing stuff in my life every day. I, I'm excited. You know, and you, 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 don't, you don't focus on all the... All the, all the crap to be honest <laughs> it's just rubbish it doesn't even it's just lies and focus on the truth and walk towards the truth and the power of God will be with you and will transform you and will cause you to be the person that you were created to be oh Hebrews 11 verse 4, it says, It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that he is and that he rewards those who seek him. You fixed it. <laughs> Maybe. Um, the enemy will say you're nobody, you're not enough, you'll never measure up, you've got too many problems. 
but we find our identity in God and Him we find who He destined us to be. And we need to choose to believe what God says. He says that you're loved, you're strong, I've got you, you're my son, you're my daughter. And um, the truth will set you free so you can break out of your box. You see, it's impossible for us to go beyond and make an impact on those around us, on the next generation, on our kids. You know, I, I, yeah, that's another story. (laughs) Unless we get out of the box. I, I see this thing, this generation thing. See, I see Granny here, so I really respect Granny. Granny's been a doctor all her life. I call her the Granny. Um, she's my wife's and Andrew's mum. She's got seven kids all around the world. But all her kids enjoy the blessing of God, I believe, because of her prayers. My concern is the next generation. And it needs people who get out of the box and know who they are that can pray for the next generation and, and, and see them come into everything that God's got for them. They don't just become sort of religious kids because their parents knew God and did awesome stuff with God and they came to church all the time and they were just always there. And so they kind of believe in God, but they're kind of, it's just a way. But, but if I said to them, where's God to you? Is God up there? That's a good question to ask people. Ask yourself. Is God up there? Is God sitting here? Or when I say, where's God, you say, God is right in my heart. He's in me. That's born again, you know. Water baptism. Raised up newness of life. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Free to be created and be who we were supposed to be. Marion's going to come and sing a song. She hasn't sung a song for 20 years either. This is a pretty special day. There's a song called You Say. Gotta have my safety net. (laughs) You're not too scary. Keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Mm -hmm. 
Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. Oh, oh, you say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. And you say I am held when I am falling short. And when I don't belong, oh, you say I am yours. And I believe, oh, I believe what you say of me. I believe the only thing that matters now is everything you think of me. In you I find my worth, in you I find my identity. Oh, you say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. And you say I am held when I am falling short. And when I don't belong, oh, you say I am yours. And I believe, oh, I believe what you say of me. Taking all I am and now I'm laying it at your feet. You have every failure, God. You have every victory. Oh, oh. you say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. And you say I am held when I am falling short. And when I don't belong, oh, you say I am yours. And I believe, oh, I believe what you say of me. I believe, oh, I believe, yes, I believe what you say of me. I believe, I believe, mm -hmm. I believe. wonder if the musicians could just come. You can play that again, that'd be cool. <laughs> I wonder if we could just stand. Um, I'd just like to give...
people an opportunity to come forward this morning and I'd love to just pray for people who maybe you want to just take a step towards God. Maybe you don't really come to church and you're going, what's this about? I want, I want to know this kind of God. Or maybe you just need to get out of your box and you know you need to get out of the box and you need to own who God created you to be. You need to, some people here that need to own it. You need to own up to who you are. You know who you are, but you're not owning it. Well, if you just, well, God could have spoken to you in so many ways, I, I don't know, but I would love to pray with you this morning. If you want to just come forward, I'm not going to make it easy. I know. I remember when I became a Christian, it was so hard. They didn't do all the nice things. They, you, know, you just had to get up out of your seat and come. You guys. Sandeep, Renita. You're leaders in the house of God. You should be. That's the destiny that God had for you. I know you're coming forward and you're, I believe you're owning it tonight. So Adam has tried to, he has tried, I've seen it. <laughs> he has tried every way possible to put you in a box and shut you guys down. But you're going to be leaders amongst people. And you are going to be the people who go in and out of the house of God with rejoicing, saying, this, this is it. This is what God's made us, destined us to be. You're going to live it. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for these guys. I pray the power of heaven will come upon them at this time. Lord, that they would walk out of where they are and they would own who they are. That they would own the destiny and the call of God that you've placed upon their lives. Let them walk in it. Lord, let the presence of God come upon their lives. Holy Spirit, I pray, unlock them right now in Jesus' name. Unlock their lives. Jesus, put strength within their heart. Put strength within them, God. In Jesus' name. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Christina, Christine, what I sometimes call you Christina, that's all right, Chris. <laughs> You haven't even begun to see what God's got for you. Not even begun. 